the showcase is typically always my most fun night, right? You know, you get to celebrate the success of another cohort. Um, I think it's also for the audience that comes, you know, I think a lot of people walk away from that night feeling inspired. Hello, and welcome to the ninth episode of The Broadcast, a Chicago podcast dedicated to showcasing women who are making an impact on Chicago and their communities. If this is your first time listening to The Broadcast, welcome. We're glad you found us. For those of us joining us again, welcome back, and thank you so much for listening. And I'm very excited to announce that The Broadcast has a new producer, Tweed Thornton, Yay! We also have a new recording studio. You are listening to us record at 1871, Chicago's premier hub for entrepreneurs, innovation, and technology, where I am a proud mentor going on for almost two years. So thank you, 1871. Uh, Tweed and I thought that what a better way to kick things off at the new studio than to highlight 1871's Wisdom Program. So we will be joined today by Jessica Williams, co-facilitator of the Wisdom Program here at 1871 Chicago, and two graduates of the program, Spring 4 President and CEO Rochelle Gorey, and Aerial Spaces CEO and CTO Tiffany Michael. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here. Oh, aren't we? Um, (laughs) But before we get to learn more about you, um, I'd like to set the stage with some facts and figures on why women in STEM programs are so important. Let's define what STEM is. STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. That's pretty easy. Women have made great strides in the general workforce since the... uh, oh, I don't know, Industrial Revolution, History of Time, Dawn of Feminist Movement. Um, But females, unfortunately, continue to be underrepresented in STEM professions. Others for that matter, but especially in STEM. The U.S. Department of Commerce reported just two weeks ago uh, that women make up 47% of the workforce, yet only account for 24% of STEM jobs. Ooh. So, yes, very boo. The National Science Board reported in 2016 that just over 30% of chemists are women, Just over 11% of physicists and astronomers are women. Uh, About 34% of environmental engineers are women. About 23% of chemical engineers are women. 17% of industrial engineers are women. And just about 8% of mechanical engineers are women. Wow, we clearly have some work to do, but that's why we are here today. One of the things that really struck me most about this report was that, you know, women with STEM degrees are less likely than their male counterparts to actually work in a STEM occupation, and that these women with STEM degrees are more likely to work in education or healthcare, which is noble, but that means that we're not in the workforce driving um, our own businesses and our own dreams and visions. So that's why I was really um, attracted to um, the WISDEM program here at 1871, and it seems like many women would benefit from having that extra boost after college to stay in the field and continue to advance their work. So. This is where our first guest comes in, Jessica Williams, again, who is the co-facilitator of the Wisdom Program here at 1871s. Welcome, and please tell us more about this amazing program. Thank you for having me. Um, So Wisdom is a program, it's a 12-week program, kind of like a pre-accelerator program that is all about helping women that are building tech companies get to the next level. Mm -hmm. And that next level could be different things for them. It could be launching a product or uh, launching in a new city, or even just really getting clear on their target market and their product uh, market fit. Um, we take them through 12 weeks of curriculum, and then at the end, we have a showcase where they're able to pitch their businesses to the community. Cool. Which is typically a standing room only event in our 1871 <laughs> auditorium. <laughs> That's good. We like to hear that. 
And I imagine that you must get um, a lot of applicants for the program as well, which is why you keep having cohort after cohort. Yes. Um, we typically get between 50 and 75 applicants each cohort, and we take about 12 companies, um, so much so that we expanded to three cohorts a year this year. So uh, we're able to help more women, which is really exciting. That is very exciting. And that's why we have some amazing women here to talk about being a part and a graduate of this program. So, yay! Uh, yay. <laughs> so first, we will start, um, Tiffany, with you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself um, and what you're working on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, my name is Tiffany Michael, and I am the CEO, CTO, and co-founder of Aerial Spaces. And actually, we're going to be hiring a CTO, and so it's a really exciting moment right now where- yay! Um, we're growing, so I will have less job titles. But um, uh, <laughs> the, the co-founder and CEO of Aerial Spaces, uh, we um, are a SaaS platform that helps organizations go live. Um, so we help uh, organizations uh, reach uh, global audiences in mass. Um, and our focus is on immersive experiences in browser rather than the one-way webinar of the past. Mm -hmm. um, so I have been venturing uh, for about five years. Uh, Wisdom was actually, I started my career at Accenture as a Java developer. Um, learned a lot of great skills and got really connected to the business and tech community here, um, but realized that I wanted to be solving the problems that mattered the most to me. Um, and so spent some time venturing, helped Dev Bootcamp launch their Chicago location, um, but had never gone through a structured program or accelerator and was quite frankly was a bit intimidated by them. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was really appreciated uh, the, having the Wisdom experience um, and have been able to raise capital since the experience. So it's been awesome. Great. Well, we like to hear that the graduates are being successful and can now delegate more and not have to have two or three or four, you know, uh, titles it's, because that means you're making progress and making money so you can hire people to do the work. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's been a, a really exciting moment. Um, and then the really cool thing is that it's really become full circle because I'm now, our software is powering 1871's live program. Wow. Um, so helping turn the workshops that happen on site here into virtual experiences. Um, and those workshops are pretty awesome, by yes. the way. Um, so that's great. Thank you and congratulations. Thank so uh, why don't we turn it now over to uh, Rochelle and tell us a little bit more about your business and what you've worked on in your experience here at 1871. Thanks, Becky. Happy to be a part of your show today. So I'm Rochelle Gorey. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Spring4, and we are a women-led fintech company, Social Impact. We're also a certified B Corporation, and we're working within the financial services industry to help connect their borrowers and customers to on-the-ground financial health resources. So at Spring4, we understand that when people are experiencing financial problems, it's because something's happening in their financial lives that makes it impossible for them to pay. So we've built a technology solution that helps connect borrowers to on-the-ground nonprofit resources in 30 different service categories. So if we can help reduce household expenses, we create opportunities to increase cash flow, which makes it possible for people to get back on track with their payments. And it's a win-win for our clients, financial institutions, because they get paid again. And in turn, they're helping their customers live a better financially healthy life. That's pretty amazing. And you guys have had um, some recognitions for your progress in your work, it sounds like, based on our earlier conversation. Yeah, we've had a really phenomenal year. And, you know, last year we were in the Wisdom program, and I would say that really helped kick off a lot of great things for our company. The exposure that we had to a larger audience um, within 1871 in the Wisdom program, and it really just helped us 
um, build out some um, further market validation and proof about the services that we were offering and really helped to be a great confident boost to, to our team at Spring 4. And, um, you know, we were up for a, a global innovation award this year with our partner, U.S. Bank, which is huge, global yep. innovation award. <laughs> so yeah. yep. um, we're really pleased with that. We also, um, Wisdom helped uh was a launching pad for us into the Points of Light Civic Accelerator program, which um, the cohort that I was in had 12 companies working on financial health, and Spring 4 was uh, chosen as the top venture in that program. And then we were also um, excited to be chosen and selected for the 1871 BMO Harris FinTech Partnership Program. We were one of six companies that were chosen for that, and we were um, we placed third in that competition. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. obviously your experience with the Wisdom Program really uh, paid off and all the connections and networking that you get to, to have by being part of 1871, right, Jessica? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, the hugest strength of Wisdom is the fact that we are supported by the 1871 ecosystem. So we work with the ladies over 12 weeks, but we also encourage them to take advantage of all the resources that 1871 has to offer, including Mm -hmm. uh, mentorship like yourself, as well Mm -hmm. as um, some of the workshops and the connections that we have. Getting to like providing supports, especially to women who are trying to work in this space. You know, when you guys were, we were all youngins at one point, like, was it always kind of your dream to get into this space? And if, if this did inspire you, this kind of work in general and in the STEM space inspire you, did you have particular challenges, especially, you know, as a woman in trying to emerge in this space? Tiffany? Yeah, I did not think that I would be a technologist when I was in high school. Um, it was actually cool. My dad is a software engineer and worked for IBM. And so I had computers all around me. Computing was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the space of computer science and engineering just did not seem to fit my personality type. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought well, I, I was an English major. Um, and I thought I was going to be an English teacher or doing something creative. I love music. Um, and But what really got me interested in technology um, was an organization called IC Stars. Uh, and what they do is teach technology, but in the context of community solving and problem solving. Um, and you talked a little bit about how women tend to are drawn to those helping fields. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea that I could help someone, I could make a difference, but also use technology as a way to enable that just like blew my mind. I had not considered that. I make that. a living at it. Exactly. <laughs> I had not considered that at all because before then applications, technology was like games or business. Um and so, yeah, it, it, it was. It's, I think it's really important to showcase the different stories um, and to reach learners uh, in the context of the things that motivate them and the things that they care about. Yeah, right on. So I would say, you know, I'm a non-technical founder, so I am within this STEM field, right, as a CEO and leading a company that is a technology company. Um, but um, again, like Tiffany Um, what drew me to creating our company was seeing a problem and wanting to solve it and wanting to help people. So um, I think it is possible to, you know, not be specifically within the STEM field, but be able to see technology as a way to get you to where you want to go, right? So Mm -hmm. um, being able to uh, work with the right people to help build the technology that gets you where you're going. If you have a vision, you can create the right technology to get you to your end goal. So talking about 
where you guys have landed and, and having the WISDOM program available here specifically to really encourage and empower and support women, mm-hmm. you know, given all the statistics that I rattled off earlier, I mean, and maybe Jessica, you can speak to this first, but obviously this program exists to help address that. But like, what is it maybe beyond that too, that really needs to be done to ensure that women are given the opportunity to be successful in this space? I think one of the biggest things that uh, that I love about wisdom, and I think that it's one of those things that we don't really necessarily talk about that much because it's more intangible, mm-hmm. is each cohort becomes its own community. And so um, I think it's about us creating the space for um, women to get to know each other, women to feel comfortable saying, this is what I'm struggling with. I don't know how I'm going to pay my employees. Or um, I had a fight with my husband about this business. And just being able to say that and feel comfortable saying that in an environment where other women are going through the same things. And and the power of someone saying, me too, which we know, right, mm-hmm. is so important. So you're getting out of your head. You're sharing Um, You're sharing some of these challenges and you're also getting support for that. And so I think it's really about I think it's about creating space for those conversations to happen. I think it's about being super supportive um, and just letting women know about all the resources that are available to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, they they don't know what they don't know. And a lot of times I think it's about calling attention to that as well. Mm -hmm. Have either one of you kind of had uh, the experience of observing uh, where there's been more challenges for women to kind of succeed in this space where either with STEM or there have been, you know, maybe there are other solutions as well that you think, um, and not just here at 1871, which has a very supportive environment, but really out there in, you know, the, the corporate world that they need to be doing to, to make sure that, you know, women are getting those opportunities. Yeah. So one of the things that I really appreciated about the Wisdom program is that we were exposed to women in all different roles across the entrepreneurial ecosystem. So Trisha Mayo on the legal side, we uh, investor and Dana and Math Ventures. Like we saw women, not just women entrepreneurs, and and Mm -hmm. a lot of women entrepreneurs who had raised capital and had successful businesses, but also women in other roles um, that were really critical to growing a business, which is important. Um, and then I think it's just important for uh, us to have a, a larger conversation on all sides of gender uh, about perceptions in the workplace um, and biases that appear um, and to con- continually have those conversations over time and not let it stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just going to add, I think Wisdom has been great for giving exposure to women founders and CEOs prior to Wisdom. I really didn't know any other, you know, founders or CEOs of of uh, women-led companies. So it's been really valuable to have that experience. And as Jessica said, share, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly of mm-hmm. starting and running your own business and being in a room and, and saying, wow, me too, or oh, really? This is normal? <laughs> like everybody kind of goes through these ups and downs um, because- you know, without that, I, I really didn't have that community to talk about those things. And I think wisdom, you know, certainly on the the um, pitch night, it's a huge opportunity to be on a stage and, and let people see um, that women are founding incredible companies and having great success. And I think in Chicago, there's been a lot more emphasis now and in, in opportunities for women to be showcased and see what they're doing. Yeah, it definitely seems that since the program was created, there's mm-hmm. a lot more buzz around women in STEM, which is probably uh, 
maybe not a direct, um, uh, you know, direct uh, result of what yeah. you want to do, but it, you know, it's just a, a happy coincidence. For sure. I mean, I think the more that, um, like, the showcase is typically, like, always my most fun night, right? You know, you get to celebrate the success of another cohort, and I get to add more children to my arsenal, mm-hmm. I feel like, um, as a proud mom. But um, I think it's also for the audience that comes, you know, I think a lot of people walk away from that night feeling inspired. We invite high school groups to come. We invite young women to come. And then they get to see, you know, a lot of times a lot people want to do fashion or they want to do something in another field, but they don't know how to relate that to technology. Mm-hmm. And then they hear about all these amazing ideas on stage and then they could walk away with, oh, maybe I could marry these two things together. Or maybe that idea I had wasn't so crazy. And I think that, um, you know, we're 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 showcasing these role models that are inspiring the next generation. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I brought my two daughters. They're 12 and 14 and they were blown away. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's really interesting to see how during this kind of year of the women with all the crazy politics going on <laughs> that you just can't escape that this mm-hmm. just happens to be kind of at the right place, the right sure. time and a real solution to addressing the inequities that exist um, you know, in this profession. So absolutely kudos to you all for well, thank what you. you've done, of course. This is like a little fun part of the program. We're gonna do a Technology lightning round. Whoa. Oh, I feel like I need some like some special effects tweet, like choo, 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 you know, some lightning or something. But um, so we'll start here um, with you, Jessica. So oh, how no many, pressure. <laughs> not at all. So how many years away are we from driveless cars? I you know, I would probably say a year. Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's right in here. My daughter starts Technology driving Technology moves years. really fast. It's amazing to think that when I was a kid, I typed my papers on a typewriter, and now here we are where I can type all my papers on a phone, and I just think that that's technology true. is moving really fast and it's being tested, so... Yeah, that's, now, that's good my bad. point. Good point. And to, <laughs> to be, you know, hopeful about that because I might not be crazy about it, but, you know, it's like inevitable, isn't it? Right. Um, As someone our, who doesn't drive, it would be great for me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even better. Well, that's what my lifts are for because I don't like to drive Same. either. Uh, so, Tiffany. Yes. Will humans reach singularity in your lifetime? <laughs> yes or no? And feel free to explain your answer. <laughs> I don't even understand the question fully, so. (laughs) I had to Google it. (laughs) Okay, what's the question? Tell me the question. What did you Google? What did you find on Google? Uh, Something to do with, like, replacing humans, right? Yes. With, like, artificial machine learning, artificial intelligence, like, are we just going to all be replaced, right? Yes. Absolutely not. We'll, we'll never be replaced. <laughs> but the, the mundane task, I'm all about artificial intelligence. I'm, I'm in favor of it. Um, and I think that human brains um, are amazing and we should do the cool things that only we can do uh, and outsource everything else. Mm-hmm. So I'm all about it. But one thing I will say is that I think it's really, that's why diversity um, in STEM is really important because systems can be biased based on who builds them. Absolutely. Um, and so uh, I think I'm, I'm so the, the question was when and or will it happen? Just will it happen? Um, yeah. No. Do you they, think it'll happen in your lifetime? No, I don't. Um, I think there will always be a place for brilliant brains, human brains. Um, Let's hope so, yeah, yeah. right? Because, geez, 
we don't want to make ourselves extinct by just, you know, being so smart about technology and whatnot. So, all right. So now it's uh, your turn, Rochelle. So in five words or less, oh. the biggest problem <laughs> facing your industry, which could be very general to STEM, of course, but five words or less, biggest problem facing your industry. Vendor compliance kills deals. Would you like to elaborate on that for our for our listeners? Sure. Well, you know, the issue is is that there's a one size fits all for vendor compliance and yet the opportunities for you know, incumbents to work with innovators, we're not all one size fits all. A lot of us are the beginning stages of companies and the amount of information and documents and requirements are the same no matter if you've been a company around, you know, a a vendor that's been providing solutions for 20 years and has a workforce of 5,000 versus like a spring four that hasn't been around Mm -hmm. as long and has, you know, for employees. So it can be really tricky to navigate that, to understand that, and then also just have, um, you know, the folks, the vendor compliance team understand what your business is and what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. But of course, it can be overcome. And I'm happy to say we've made it through many different (laughs) uh, vendor compliance teams. But I, you know, I wish it was easier. We always wish those things would be easier, right? So, uh, Jessica, why don't you um, tell folks how they can get more engaged both at 1871 and then the WISDOM program. Do you have to be a member of 1871 in order to get into the WISDOM program? No, not at all. So we'll be opening applications for the next cohort probably in February. Perfect. Um, February 2018. (laughs) February 2018. Right around the corner. Exactly. Um, So we open applications for each cohort and you don't have to be a member uh, to apply, which is great. And uh, what would be the um, website where folks can go to learn more about that? So we go to 1871.com slash wisdom and more information on the program as well as um, the application link will be posted in February. That's awesome. So before we get to end this wonderful show, which look, it's already 22 minutes in. It just like really, really flies by. Uh, let's each of you um, take like 30 seconds to um, tell our listeners where they can learn more about your company and your uh, with your website and whatnot. Absolutely. So uh once again, I'm Tiffany Michael. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Aerial Spaces. Uh, we help organizations go live. You can find us uh, online at Aerial Spaces, A-E-R-I-A-L-S-P-A-C dot E-S. Um, if you're on Twitter, it's at Use Aerial. And uh, I'm on Twitter as well at Michael Solution, M-I-K-E-L-L Solution. Nice. <laughs> Okay, Rochelle Gorey, co-founder and CEO of Spring 4. You can find us at www.spring4.cc, yes, .cc, not .com. <laughs> and um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Spring 4 underscore. And um, if you're an organization that's interested in helping either your employees or your customers achieve better financial health, then definitely get in touch with us. We're a really quick and easy way to deploy uh, financial health resources. So we would love to have you work with us. I love what you do. It's like so important. So yes, and all of what you do. But uh, I know quite a few folks that might be able to use your help. So maybe mm-hmm. we should talk after yeah, this show. Absolutely. <laughs> so Jessica Williams, Rochelle Gorey, and Tiffany Michael, thank you again for being part of the broadcast. Yay!
Thank hey, you. Thanks for having us. All the time that we have for today, but that doesn't mean the conversation stops here. So listeners, please subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. And we'd like to thank our new sponsor, We Will, a nonprofit organization that empowers women and children to get involved in the legislative process by affording them opportunities to have their voice heard. And we're also looking for other sponsors. If you enjoy our podcast and think it'll benefit others, keep the conversation going and consider being a sponsor. And for more information, you can email us at info at cstrategiesllc.com. And you can also visit our website at cstrategies.com. So the broadcast is brought to you by C-Strategies LLC, a strategic communications and public affairs firm bringing passion and veteran experience to help clients meet their business goals. Our host is 1871. We are produced and edited by Tweed Thornton. Thanks to uh, everyone here for contributing today. And to learn more about C-Strategies and the broadcast, find us on Facebook and Twitter at C-Strategies LLC. And of course, visit us at cstrategiesllc.com. Thanks for listening. So come, let the wall